This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Sport on Hero Money FM 89.3 and we have with us the uh, sports uh, podcasters uh, from The Straits Times who have their own uh, sports uh, podcast called Game of uh, Two Halves. I'm Bert Lim and with me are Rohit Bridgenath and uh, Sazali Abdulaziz. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, hey, good to be here. <laughs> good to see you guys again. Well, today in the first half of the show, we're going to talk about uh, Brazil arriving in town for two international games at the National Stadium this week. And in the second half of the show, we'll be going to talk about quite possibly a season-defining weekend in the English Premier League. Well, let's kick off with the Samba boys of Brazil. And early uh, today, um, we, we believe that a few players arrived in the Lion City, including the biggest star uh, from Brazil, Neymar, and also in town, uh, Leopoldo, uh, Roberto uh, Firmino and Fabiano. Uh, well, what can they expect from Brazil's uh, games against uh, Senegal this coming Thursday and Nigeria on Sunday, guys? I think basically um, the Singapore fans can expect star, star, star power, stars. Mm. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Neymar is already in town. He's uh, one of the earliest uh, players to arrive. And um, my colleague David Lee was there um, at the hotel where the team are based. And you know, he said Neymar was um, was uh, very friendly to, mm-hmm. to to the the fans who had gathered um, very early in the morning, about seven thirty a.m. Signed autographs, took. Uh, photos um, as were uh, the Liverpool players as well Firmino and uh, Fabinho so they were really friendly um, you know some of the other players not too uh, friendly maybe it was a bit early for them or it was jet lag <laughs> um, they just headed straight uh, into the hotel but uh, yeah you know you look at um, Brazil's opponents as well uh, this week Senegal and Nigeria they have um, a few players you know regarded by many as among the best in the world um, Senegal have Sadio Mane of, of course from Liverpool so mm-hmm. and um uh, Kolibali, the defender from Napoli, and um, Nigeria have Alexi Wobi, who plays uh, in the Premier League again. So, mm-hmm. a very recognizable group of players to, to local fans, I'm sure. So, I think that generations of obviously look at it differently. <laughs> so, I'm a middle aged guy. For me, you know, I'm just looking at Brazil and thinking, just do something beautiful, please. You know, <laughs> because I think, you know, we just grew up on a different kind of Brazil. Um, sure. uh, I, I was telling him that the 1982 team of mm. Socrates and Zico mm. is the one that we grew up on. They didn't even get to the semifinals, but right. they played the a most majestic football. Right. You know, obviously, you can't play that type of uh, football anymore, but you're still looking for something Brazilian in it. I mean, yeah. they stand for something. Mm. I, and, and I also think that there is a huge uh, pressure of a different sort on Neymar. So it's not just that. So when I go to see him, I'm going with a measuring tape. And my mm. measuring tape is not to measure him against uh, Messi and Ronaldo. Right. It's to measure him against the previous Brazilian grace to see where he measures up, you know, because you stand for something, man. You stand for a huge dynasty, you know, who, who mm. did fantastic things in the game. So I think, for me, that's the way I look at him. This is, this is a milestone um, week I guess in Singapore for mm. Neymar personally mm. also because mm. he will be earning his 100th cap uh, against um, Senegal on, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the last time he was here, it's, it's a happy hunting, hunting mm. ground for him in Singapore. Mm. Uh, he scored four goals. When, yes, uh, I Singapore. remember. He scored four yes, goals. Yes, right? I was at that yeah. game. I think he surpassed everyone's expectations <laughs> about what he was going to do against yeah, Japan. Yeah, but now he has to do it again. And now, <laughs> you know, he set himself such a high bar. So, yeah. let's yeah. see if he can yeah. uh, deliver And I think again. memories, I think the saddest thing that happened to me today when I was researching my column was... <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about short memories. If you type in Zico now into uh-huh. Google, what does it come up? You know what comes up is a South Korean rapper. <laughs> it's, it's, and for me, it's just too upsetting. Yeah, you know? it's it's it's. I, I I thought it could have been uh, Kiatisuk, the Thai footballer, who's yeah. also known as Zico. Right. 
turned out to be yeah, na- yeah. neither the Brazilian so or Socrates, the... So with Socrates, I say, okay, if the Greek philosopher comes first and, okay, the, and the footballer comes second, that's fine. <laughs> this is too much. Okay, so so since you mentioned this, uh, Rohit, I'm going to pin it to the wall right now. So so where do you think Neymar stands now as compared to people like the greats, like like Zico, like Socrates? Where do you think he stands right now? Uh, not very high. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not fair because I think, you know, you're, you're, you're playing in a totally different era and mm. I think, you know, the game was just too different. I find it very difficult to compare these guys because as much as, you know, I grew up on, I mean, I'm not that old, but, you know, we watched old film of the 1970 Brazilian team, Pelé and, and Tostao and Carlos Alberto and, you know, you know, but we only see highlights and they played at a really <laughs> slow speed. Yeah. So the game is totally different, but they were magnificent, you know, in, in Garincha, especially in those days, you know, yeah. used to do amazing things with the ball. Mm. So apparently stand with his foot on the ball and just dare defenders to take it from him. So it's a different thing. But this guy has amazing skills. But I think maybe, uh, Sazali, maybe you could talk a little bit about this. That I think, you know, maybe jumping, leaving Barcelona and then some of his mm. theatrics in the World Cup, mm. uh, you know, maybe his yeah. reputation, a reputation is many things put together. Right. So, exactly. so I, and and I, I'll go one step further and, and look at the team as a whole as opposed to, to, to Neymar. Obviously, he's a, he's a superstar in this current team. Mm. Um, but, you know, and, and they've won the Copa America for the first time in, in 30 years yeah. in July. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the, at the same time, does it make them a beloved team? Uh, not necessarily so. You know, the, the, the 1994 uh, World Cup winning team was known as one of the most boring Brazil teams of all time. You know, they had a clinical finisher in Romario. Mm. Mm. But not much else, and maybe a, one exciting player in Bebeto, uh, but not much else, you know. And and their captain was, you know, this defensive midfielder with a crew cut, uh, you know, buzz cut hair, hair cut, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, basically they they won uh, the biggest prize, but you know, they weren't a lot of people's uh, didn't do it as stylishly as yeah. they are supposed to. And like you said, the eighty-two team, uh, which didn't win anything, yeah. is is remembered so fondly. So fondly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, I'm obviously a, a different generation from Rohit. I I look at the two thousand two. Team. You know, there's uh, Roberto Carlos, right. uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo, right. uh, Danielson. You know, and, I mean, and, they were terrific. You know, they, they were they terrific. Were so, and so, they had style. So basically, you talk about yes, exactly. You talk about style. You know, this team do they have style? You know, Neymar, yes, certainly is a lot mm. of flair. But who, who around him has uh, you know that similar um, you know panache? You know that that that, that same uh, desire to excite. I I don't see that. You know, you may see flashes um, mm. of of this in in. Firmino, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Richarlison, you know, Gabriel Barbosa. But generally, this team is almost mechanical, you know. So, uh, maybe you know. that's the modern game now. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, it, that's, could be. That's, it could well that, be a result know, of the modern uh, game. Yeah. But I'll just go. I mean, I have to go. I mean, the pull of Brazil is. Uh, is too strong, you know. For me, it's like you know, if um, now I was writing, if Bruce Springsteen showed up in dentures at uh, seventy-five years old, <laughs> you, I'd still go and see. You, you know, it's go. just one of those things. You got some things you got to do. You just yeah. got to go. You right. can't say no. Right, right. Okay, so 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 even like this, uh, straight times uh, spot on here on uh, on and also game of two halves. You can listen to us live on Money FM eighty-nine point three from about five fifteen p.m. every Monday right here on the station, or you can subscribe to Game of Two Halves on the Apple. Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now back to the second half of our conversation, uh, gentlemen, with our ST Sports uh, podcasters. Uh, with a very eventful weekend in the EPL this this past weekend, some shock results as well for some big teams. And arguably, the biggest story is that Liverpool are now 
eight points at the top. I mean, following their 2-1 win over Leicester, and thanks to a last-minute uh, penalty conversion from uh, James Milner, and Man City surprised a 2-0 loss at home against Wolves. I mean, it's, it's only eight games in the season. It, 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 some people are already saying the title race is over, and Liverpool have one hand on the EPL title. Do you think this is the case? Um Absolutely not. <laughs> I, 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 I have seen Manchester United fans on social media congratulating, you know, grudgingly congratulating <laughs> Liverpool fans. Okay. Uh, but, you know, absolutely not. No way is, is the season. And, and we don't have to look far, you mm. know. And the, the only reason uh, I'm so certain, you know, the race is not over is because last year, I made a prediction about Liverpool, which you know, oh. didn't come through. <laughs> okay. So uh, Liverpool were leading the EPL right. by seven points on January 3rd. Right. Um, I confidently came on, on Game of Two House and said, you know, they could wrap up the title by March <laughs> because they had a favourable run of fixtures ahead and uh, Man City had very tough ones. You know, where Man City, you know, obviously went on a fantastic run until all the way until the end of season and Liverpool stumbled here and there. Um, you know, and they got 97 points, but they still um, ended up not winning the title. So, and that's, you know, in January, you know, so there's no way for us in October to say that you know, the title race is over. Absolutely no way. No, so many things can happen. I think anybody who knows anything about sport, you know, knows that you can't say it's done in October. It's, right. it's just not possible because that means you're, you're not leaving any room for injuries, for freak mm. results, for yeah. all sorts of things, yep. for the bad luck of sport, the unfairness of sport, of so many things. And also, I feel that when you haven't won a title for so many years, I think that's a different pressure, yes. right? You know, yeah. you, you, you fortunately got Klopp, who I think, I mean, I really love Klopp. He just seems like that kind of guy. Mm. I think we spoke about him last time. But, mm. you know, I think when you haven't won, there's a different pressure. So it's far too early. Yeah. But yeah. it's you, interesting. You, you could say that pressure sort of came into... You know, uh, Liverpool last, last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. And that's, that's why they cracked. You know. Well, well, other than Man City, I mean, Man United were also beaten one 0 by by Newcastle last night, and Spurs were thumped three 0 by Brighton. Yeah. Uh, why are we seeing such results? Any 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 speculations? Any theories that we have? Uh, I think um, it's a matter of confidence, uh, and 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 for different reasons. You know, Spurs. You know, they were thumped, uh, they were whacked, lah, you know, um, 7-2 by Bayern in midweek in the Champions League. Correct. And, and you know, all eyes were on them on, on you know, how they would respond. And I suppose um, they weren't able to to get back up from from such a morale uh, sapping defeat. And on top of that, they lost their, their goalkeeper, Talisman, mm. um, you know, Hugo Lloris to a, a freak um, elbow injury, injury yeah. mm. two minutes into the game. So, you know, that affected their confidence. And, you know, they never, amazingly, you know, uh, a colleague of mine... We were watching the game in office um, on uh, Saturday, and mm. you're saying if you didn't know their jerseys, you would think Spurs is the one in in blue and white, you know, <laughs> and, and and Brighton is is the other team. So um, that that's a matter of confidence for Spurs. For for Man City, as as silly as it sounds, maybe they're they're struggling uh, with confidence in terms of you know self belief in in what they can do defensively, you know, mm. because they they they've lost uh, you know their their skipper. Company in mm-hmm. the in in uh, in the summer, uh, they have two key centre backs, um, John Stones and Laporte, uh, out injured out at this moment. Yeah. So yeah, they have they've had to play for uh, Fernandinho, a midfielder at the back, and you know <laughs> it's it that the statistics um, uh, suggest that maybe it's just uh, you know an, an off day for them. It's just mm. one uh, bad game, but it's two losses in a row to you know to to teams they would not uh, normally lose to. So. That could be an issue, and and for Manchester United, 
again, like I said, confidence. It's a, they've not won away for so, so long. And, mm. you know, when everybody's slating them, when everybody's saying this is the worst Manchester United team they've seen in the Premier League era, <laughs> you know, you can try your best as a player to shut it down. But I'm sure, you know, they, they, they hear these uh, criticisms and these comments. And, you know, it's about how, you, how much belief you have in yourself. Yeah, I think it was, I was watching the Rugby World Cup uh, on the weekend. I was looking at the All Blacks. You know, the All Blacks... They have this aura, you know. It's mm. like watching, you know, I watched Djokovic of the weekend also. He just, he has an aura. He just knows he's a yeah. problem solver. But you can see with United, that's just gone. Yeah, It's gone. And, and there's the worth of an aura, what an aura mm. means mm. in, the, in how, the intimidation it gives off and how many points, you know, you get just yeah. from having that aura. Mm. That is amazing. So, and also I think, uh, of course, with every successive uh, United loss, I think the legend of <laughs> Alex Ferguson just grows and grows and grows. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, but, you know, it's uh, so Zali and I were talking about it today that, you know, so what is it? You know, is it, is it, is it great players? Is it a great coach? What is it? You know, mm. what, what you, makes a great team? You, you mentioned this aura, this issue of aura, and, and I, I agree. I, I, and, and in some cases, um, I think standout cases, like we, we mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, the aura actually affects the team's confidence because mm. when they're on the field on your side, mm. you know you have the best player on the planet Absolutely. next to you. You know mm. what I mean? And, and that's why their teams do so much better with mm. them um, on the field and, and you know, suffer so much when they're um, off it. But sometimes, you know, the aura or, or belief comes through, like you mentioned, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Klopp um, you know, he's a fantastic so uh, can man you, manager. So can you be a great coach in football and if you don't have that level of great players? I guess hmm. that's, 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 that's an interesting yeah. question. I guess yeah. that's why teams that punch above their weight, you know, the, the manager takes a lot of credit. You know, like yeah. Jose Mourinho, that's how he built his name as, uh, you know, with, a, with a, a nobody Porto team beating Manchester United at Old Trafford mm. all those many moons ago. So, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, at different levels, uh, when you have different tools, different players at your disposals, uh, I guess, you know, it depends on, on, on the manager uh, or the player, but you know, it varies from time to time. And very quickly, what, what do you think Manchester United needs to do to kind of bounce back again or, or regain the aura? Wow, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I just wonder how, how long will this guy... Uh, lo- I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like a doomsday yeah. prophet, yeah. but I'm just intrigued because nowadays whenever a team does well, with the, you know, the coach is gone. Yeah. You think he's, he's in trouble? You know, it, it, it's really damning. I, I, I saw again on social media, um, you know, somebody wrote, uh, Manchester United played um, like they were coached by a guy who got sacked from Cardiff mm-hmm. and signed players uh, from Crystal Palace and Swansea and that in reality is what <laughs> has happened for them so that's why it makes sense that they're performing so badly but you know really I, I have no no clue I, you, you know Ryan Giggs has said they need five players Right. David De Gea said after the game he doesn't know how how you know, they can fix the problem and uh, I don't see uh, uh, you know how it can be fixed as well so okay. <laughs> it's a really complicated issue alright that goes the final whistle for our sport discussion of the week we hope you really enjoyed listening to us glad to have you all in the studio uh, Rohit Brichna and uh, Sazali thank you hey, nice thanks that was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times find us on Spotify Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg you can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online